Eric Estep here. One of my favorite parts of being a NASCAR fan is collecting diecasts. It's how I got my start on YouTube, actually. To me, a room is not complete until it features shelves of NASCAR diecast cars. It's as good a time as ever to continue your collection or begin an all-new one by pre-ordering your favorite driver's 2022 next-gen diecast at LionelRacing.com or at any authorized Lionel retailer. Lionel is the official diecast of NASCAR, and don't miss Lionel Racing's NASCAR Authentics diecasts at a Walmart or Target near you. Not only is Lionel the official diecast of NASCAR, but they're also official supporters of the Out of the Groove Podcast Network. So what are you waiting for? Head to LionelRacing.com to order your favorite driver's 2022 diecast. Welcome to Wheelmen of Genius. All right, everybody. Welcome back to Wheelmen of Genius. This is episode 36. The nighttime edition. The nighttime. Wheelmen of Genius after dark. Mattis came over way late today. He said he told me he's like, uh, is it cool if I just stay uh, on your couch after this podcast? Cause I have an early flight uh, out of Charlotte tomorrow. I'm like, yeah, that's fine. And then gets here at 10 o'clock at night. He's like, oh, yeah, I get an extra hour of sleep if I stay at your house. And I'm like, whatever you say, man. If, if I did, if I went home after this, I'd get home. Yeah, but you would not be later. here at 10 o'clock at night if you, if you did it. It's okay. It's all good. We're going to watch some Big Les show later. It'd be a good good time. Just a good hangout. Yeah. Sleepover. Yeah. A nice dude sleepover. Yeah. What's better than that? <laughs> I didn't want to use that term, but yeah. What's better than that, you know? Yeah. But uh, yeah, just coming off Atlanta last week. Uh, a special occurrence for this podcast. Yeah. We were on the same team. Matt was gassing my car. Uh, good thing is, Matt had no flaws. Well, I, I sent you a text after I figured out that I was on your pit crew. I said, I need you to save... All the fuel in the world. I was. I was saving. I was clutching, rolling around. But I also I do that anyway just to keep the temperatures down. But And that makes it easier for me because it turns into a super speedway race where it's normally just one can all day. It's a one canner. Yeah. I and think you get better mileage there than people than we thought because people went like the whole final stage on a tank of gas. I know. I was like, when are these people gonna start pitting? Yeah, I thought we were gonna get maybe a couple back. We had a loose wheel and I I went until she wouldn't go anymore. Also, can I comment on? So this is the first time I get to like listen, listen to your radios. I I was I would scan your radio when I worked for the other team car. You have to be one of the most unenthusiastic people on the radio. Well, yeah, when we have a great car and then we get taken out of the race because of a wheel being loose, I'm gonna be pretty monotone and upset. No, but even before that, yeah, I'm calm, cool, and collected, son. I don't know. I need some pep. I need you. I need you Dude, to my, get me I will, I will say that uh, my pre-race talks, like my going you down the back. You need to work trade, on that. I I used to be way more into it, but now I'm like, uh, this, I, I tell them the same thing every week, and it's like, all right, let's go have a good day. And that's all I say. This now. was pretty much the extent of the the pre-race warm-up lap, rah-rah speech from. The, yeah, but I mean, do you really? No one really does that that much. Oh, I, I believe me, I've listened to a lot of radios. And I've listened to a lot of drivers. And how many of those drivers actually need to be giving those speeches? Like, how many of those drivers are giving those hype-up speeches that are 
completely and utterly useless. How many of them are useless? Yes. Probably about 65 to 70%. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But this was the extent of Bailey's. All right, Wayne, thanks for a good car. We worked on this one all week. Johnny, thanks for the opportunity. We're going to go out here and have a good day. Yeah, that's all you really need to say. I mean, that Isn't was it. it? Isn't it? I'm sitting here. Whenever I have sponsors <laughs> like there at the racetrack, I always say, like, thank you, XYZ, for being here. Thank you for your support. I always had a lot of drivers that, like, I know such and such is listening at home. I just want to say hi to you guys, and I hope we have a good day. And I'm like, I, when I am when I hear that, I'm just. You get that good, good heartwarming feeling. I'm like, what are we doing? It's like a hi mom on TV right. kind of thing. But normally, like, I don't know, when I was doing ARCA stuff, like, we had a driver that would be like, all right, boys, we're getting after it today. We're going to ruffle some feathers. We're going to have good pit stops. <laughs> We're going to go make a show of this. And that would get us riled up. And we'd gain spots on pit road. Really? Because I've had some pit crew guys be like, whenever you like hype the pit crew up like that, they're like, I'm going to do worse if you do that. I'm like going to get too inside my head and I'm going to like miss lug nuts. But maybe I, maybe you know, we need the opposite for our guys. I don't know, man. I don't know. That, that sucked, dude. Like I knew the wheels loose as soon as like literally coming off pit road. I'm like, I'm pretty sure this wheels loose. And uh, it's I went like for we, as long as I could until the wheel like broke. <laughs> it, I saw it. A whole spoke and like lug was gone from it's, the wheel. It's honestly, I don't. I'm surprised that it didn't. I'm surprised it didn't break a wheel stud. I'm surprised I didn't crash the car. I figured like after looking at a picture of the wheel, I was like, damn, I'm kind of surprised. The car just got really, really tight all of a sudden and was shaking ten times worse than it already was, but. I don't know. I uh, kind of ate my words. Me and Matt talked about this this week. I said the Xfinity race was going to be like the a most crazy exciting one. race. I don't of know the if season. I said. No, I didn't say exciting. I said that I thought it was going to be more wrecks, honestly, because I thought people were comfortable at this new Atlantic configuration, and they're going to really go for it. If we had the capability to just run it back and get a blurb from last week's podcast, yeah, and I'm like, like. You're like, oh, it's going to be I told everybody amazing. that. I told everybody that. I'm like, yeah, it's going to be a crazy race. Like, people are going to be getting, like, they're going to be way overconfident from the last time after it was pretty tame. But then I think I think with the Xfinity car and not having any downforce and not that good at handling, it just became so strung out that it just was not. That was a, so boring. Yeah. It kind of, dude, it went by so fast. I was like, okay, like, we're two laps down. Like, let's try to, get like, a wave around. Never came at all. Like, never got, like, and then I'm like, holy cow, there's 20 laps left. Yeah, that was wild. It was so boring. <laughs> I was on pit road, though. Uh, I was with the Hendrick crew. So I work for a service where I'm kind of a mercenary. I don't, I don't work for a specific team. I'll, I'll work for a team regularly if I need to, but I normally just, wherever they need a person, I'll go. And I was with the full-on Hendrick crew this weekend. So, like, in my mind, I'm like, oh, man, I got to perform. This is probably one of the better cars I've ever been on. I mean, it's, you know, you're normally a 15th place car. I mean, we were. Yeah. Before what happened happened. Yeah. So I'm like, I got to step my game up today. And I'm a, I'm not going to say I'm a portly person. I, I'm a little, I got a little heft. Not heft. <laughs> I'm not fat. I'm not skinny. I'm not fat, all right? <laughs> I'm somewhere in the middle. And I'm a sweater. Like, I sweat yeah. a lot. 
and <laughs> I always make a, a point of it to get the the fans out from the pit box, and I don't wear any Nomex. Sorry, NASCAR. I don't wear Nomex underneath my fire suit. Yeah. I'm normally just raw-dogging my fire suit. I'm just wearing boxers, and that's it. So to cool myself, I'll put the fan up. I'll unzip, and I'll put the fan up kind of by my chest, or I'll crouch down. Yeah. And <laughs> the uh, there's a Hendrick pit crew coach in the, our, in the pit box. He's handing tires, and he's doing behind-the-wall stuff. He sees me. It's It was hot, but it wasn't. It wasn't Nashville. Yeah, well, honestly, it wasn't miserable hot. It was just humid, really, really humid. So I'm I'm just sitting there sweating, and I guess I had like sunburn on my face. My face was already red, and I'm sitting there just like bear hugging this fan. The dude goes, "Hey man, are you all right? Do I need to call someone? Like, do I need to get medical over here?" I'm like, "No, dude. I'm just kind of hanging out. Like, this is what I do between pit stops." He's all like, "Oh man, okay, okay, okay. If you need a water, I'll get you water." I'm like. No, I'm good. Like, just leave me alone. He's like, all right, well, I'll be right here if you need anything. <laughs> hey, that's the support you need. I'm like, I wish. Did he say anything about the loose wheel, that guy? Nope. All those guys just kind of sat there, looked at each other. I'm not throwing them under the bus. Not looking at their equipment, you know. It's just. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to say I had the best day either, but because I, I did have quite the puddle sometimes you and Vargas run different fuel heads. So it's just a little bit different. Yeah. No, I get that. But Hey, it is what it is. Yeah. I don't know. I, I wasn't a huge fan of that Atlanta race. Maybe if we stayed up there, I would have had a little bit more fun and enjoyed it more. But I feel like from other people's perspective that were outside the race car, they didn't think it was that exciting. I think we got to cut a, cut one Xfinity date from there. I just don't think the package works. No. I think more people came back with a better handling race car. Yeah, I think that once they got it kind of figured out, it's like, okay, this is... Everyone came... Came. Everyone went the first time around. It seemed like everyone was trimmed out for speed. Well, I think I... I might have a source that said that the 21 car was more trimmed out for speed this time than they were last time. Well, Well, I'm wrong. I mean, it's – I really think it just comes down to weather and – That was – yeah. I feel I felt bad for all the fans. The fact that it was during the day and didn't go into the night. I mean, because I was – I rode around the in the truck, like, for driver intros with Landon, and he even I, – I didn't even think about this. But that's kind of how the first half of that race was in the spring, too. It was kind of – I mean, it was more packed up, but it was very similar, and it wasn't until nighttime – where things got that we crazy. really like got side by side and we're really really racing, and maybe if we run that race at night, it's better. But I don't know. I I think we have six super speedway races on the Xfinity schedule. Are you counting both Atlantas? Counting both Atlantas. Uh, we do not need that many. Four is enough. Borderline From a cost too many. Perspective. Yeah, I'd be down to go to. I mean. Daytona twice, Talladega once, Atlanta once, that's Iowa once. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's never going to happen. I just, well, I mean, it did. We didn't start going to Talladega twice till like two years ago. That is true. Until COVID. I mean, that yeah. was because we didn't know, like, normally the fall Talladega was trucks and trucks, yeah. and the spring one was Xfinity. Cup and Xfinity. Yeah. You'll get that. 
So when's your next hiatus? When do you guys have off next? Uh, August fourteenth weekend. I don't know where y'all are that week. August fourteenth. Um, what we got? Walking? No, you guys are going to walk. Yeah. Well, what do we got? We got. Uh, I can tell you what's coming up because we just New had Hampshire, Pocono, New Hampshire, Pocono, Indy, Indy Road Course, um, Michigan. Michigan is the seventh. So whatever's after Michigan. That as far as y'all got in y'all's meeting? <laughs> That's all I remember. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know where y'all are that week. I just know we have off. But, I don't know. I thought the cup race in Atlanta was good. It was all right. I mean, it was better than the expansion. I think the fact that they have more downforce and a little bit better handling. Richmond. Makes, yeah. Yeah, see, we don't go for fall Richmond. I'd rather go to Richmond twice. Richmond's a great, I mean, I don't even, I know you don't like Richmond. I love Richmond. Uh I heard we're flying to Richmond now, so it makes it not as bad. Yeah, I was thinking about that the other day. It seems like, uh, I mean, for smaller teams that don't fly everywhere, it's Richmond's funny. terrible. It's funny how you take a track that's way, way closer to you, but it takes twice as long to get there because you're driving and not flying. Yeah, like we're going, like we're flying to New Hampshire this weekend. It's probably a twelve-hour drive, and it'll be a two-hour flight, two-hour, two and a half-hour flight. Whereas Atlanta's five-hour drive away, and it takes us five hours to get there. Yeah. And it's literally like half the distance, but it takes us twice as long. It's just crazy. Now, yeah, there was a guy, I, I signed some autograph. He's like, y'all have a safe flight? And I was like, brother, we're driving. Brother, I wish I was having a safe flight. Hell, I'd take a dangerous flight <laughs> over <laughs> over uh, driving back, but. But one, it is what it is. One thing that is cool about Atlanta, and I don't know if a lot of people know this, but uh, wherever we we stay in Peachtree City, mm-hmm. and one of the cool things is they film tons of TV and movie shows. TV shows and movies. TV and movie shows. Movie shows uh, down in the area. So we drove by, basically, uh, one of like the the houses that was in Walking Dead. They did, like, the whole series there, and they've done uh, a bunch of other shows in the area. So if you're ever down in Peachtree City area, you can kind of go check out if you're a Walking Dead fan. Did you uh, see any Stranger Things places? No, that was on our list because that's also... That's in Phil. No, it's filming in Atlanta. Yeah, it's it's not technically Atlanta. I don't know where I exactly it's it is. Hawkins. <laughs> well, yeah, it Hawkins, was. Indiana, Georgia. Correct. But that was down there, but we never we didn't get a chance to go over there. Mm. Because for me on Saturday, <clears throat> I just have all kinds of issues. But uh, it just rained, right, to start the day. And instead of me going back to the hotel and stuff, I just stayed in the hauler, watched the truck race, and then just came out, did Xfinity, and went home. It's a good truck race. Pump for Kligerman to get that win. Yeah, former. How about the ARCA race, though? That was awesome. Yeah, that was pretty bad. Harpoons being thrown in teammate, every corner. Teammate versus teammate. Like, literally, I think all the Toyotas crashed each other at one yeah, point. Yeah, the two uh, D4D cars, the Max Eagle they cars. Were, yeah, they were They f- were at odds with each other. Were they? I thought they just got that penalty. Well, they, wrecked, they, they wrecked multiple times in the same wreck, if oh, that makes sense. Like, yeah, they were yeah. both involved in a, a two or three wrecks. Yeah, and that was, I mean, 
Mid Ohio was cool. I wish I could have ran more there. I never really got a grasp on the racetrack whenever I went because we had electrical issues the whole time and no practice. But I have been there. The fans are nice. It's a nice the tra- track. The track the is are nice. okay. The facilities are terrible. They just got there's they're real old school. Yeah. So um, with IMSA and stuff, they're not even. They might go back, but it's kind of fifty fifty right now. And I don't I guess, even know what NASCAR series go back. Um, Jim France really likes the area, but um, he's like, why don't we paint the roofs? So the guy, the only thing the track president made a point of doing was painting, painting the, the roofs. roofs. Yeah, you got to do, you got to do the bare minimum, I guess. <laughs> but it's a very interesting place because there's so many carpenter bees. Yeah, that it just constantly rains um, sawdust in the, the paddock. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I thought that was a pretty good weekend of racing. And it was full. Ex- minus Xfinity. But yeah, what a snooze. Hopefully, the Xfinity race in New Hampshire will be a little bit better, but we shall see. I feel like Xfinity at New Hampshire, too, kind of goes green the whole time. But Yeah, keep keep the tires on it. Yeah. Let it go. I'm guessing the best race of the weekend will be the modified race. Always is. Always is. They're doing that Friday? Saturday. It's right before the Xfinity race. Or right after. I don't know. So how does that affect you guys get, I mean, getting on track? Because it's a different rubber compound, isn't it'll it? It'll mess the track up for a little bit. But we practice qualify Friday. I have myself a busy weekend. Yeah? What are you doing? I have to fly out tomorrow morning at 630 A.M. Have to go up to Lime Rock, Connecticut. Lime Rock. Then drive up Sunday morning for the cup race. Is it like an IMSA race at Lime Rock? Yeah. That's kind of cool, actually. How far is Connecticut from? It's like two hours. It's not bad. Two and a half hours. It's not bad. No. It's not bad. I wish we could see, uh, well, actually, take that back. If they made the mountain circuit a real thing at Lime Rock, that would be a sick place for a NASCAR race. I was watching this crazy video the other day. It was talking about short tracks in NASCAR, and it kind of made a really good point. And I was thinking about the road courses and stuff in NASCAR as well. But all of the short tracks are in the same place. You ever realize that? All on the East Coast? They're all in, I mean, like the real short tracks, less than a mile. Richmond, Martinsville, Bristol. All in Tennessee. And Virginia. They're within like two hours. Because they're talking about the attendance. It was a slap shoes video. And he's like, the reason there's nobody going is because... They're all in the same spot. They're in the same place. And tickets are expensive, so they're not going to buy $300 tickets for just one person to go to all these racetracks. Yeah, but no one's building racetracks anymore. I know, but like, you could take a racetrack and revamp it. That's why we should go to Iowa. But then... But I was like, hard, but I guess is is it three quarter or is that a that's seven eighths seven eighths mile? So it's barely skating to the short track. It is a short track though. But it is a short track, yes. Uh, but they could take another racetrack and revamp it. But then he was also saying the two short tracks they're talking about bringing back are in North Carolina and Tennessee. So they're all in the same place. But I was thinking about road courses then too. Like okay, like where can we get a new road course market? Road Atlanta. Take one. That's exactly what I was thinking. A southeast road course. Take one. <clears throat> or you could do Sebring. Sebring would be cool. I just don't know if it would work. 
And I'm I'm always the guy to say, oh, it'll work, it'll work. But I don't. It's tough on equipment. It's so rough. Like flopping a big old heavy car around. I mean, you could go back to the Daytona road course. Yeah, but that's just not as cool as like a true road course. I mean, it's got the pedigree. Yeah, but so does Road Atlanta, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, we could go to Road Atlanta. We could go to Barber. Barber would be sick. I, I, in my fictional schedule a few weeks ago. That was I, more than a few weeks ago. A few months ago, uh, I took one of the Talladega, the Xfinity Talladegas off and sent us to Barber. We could go to Willow Springs. Where's Willow? That's in California. California. Yeah. Do we have, we've got Sonoma in Portland on the <laughs> West Coast. We, should we need to go to Idaho or something. <laughs> we need to go to Colorado. Uh, there's race up and down the mountain at Pikes Peak. Pikes Peak. There's yeah. a short track. <laughs> is that less than a mile or is that a mile? I think it's a little bit less than a mile. To nine tenths. You go to Pikes Peak. You go to Evergreen. Evergreen's cool. It's a good size racetrack. Needs a revamping. Kern would work. Hardly need to revamp that place. Maybe a pit road. Uh. I don't know. There's other places like that would be cool. I don't know. I always think about different racetracks, but I'm a big, big racetrack uh, fantasizer. I am. You don't say. Yeah. I was going to go with aficionado, but. No, because I like to think about, okay, what would this car look like? Like, I think about all the time how sick an Xfinity car at Burke Lake Front Airport. I've said it once, and I'll say it again. It'd be awesome. I think, uh. Cup at Bowmanville would be pretty cool. Where the hell's Bowmanville? Sorry, Canadian Tire Motorsports Park. Oh, you had to get M's a talk. That's like yeah. calling Road America. <laughs> yeah, we race at Elkhart Lake. Don't call it Road America. <laughs> I was looking at one of our schedules today, and um, it was like a three three series schedule. One of them had Plymouth, Wisconsin. The other one had Road America, and the other one, and the third one had Elkhart Lake. I don't know where it is, really. Is it in Elkhart Lake? Or, I mean, it's Elkhart Lake is right there. Yeah, it's technically Elkhart Lake. The closest big city big is town, or Plymouth. I don't even know if you call Plymouth a city. It's more of a town. It's a town. Elkhart Lake's a community. Well, a township and a village and a city are all three different things. Correct. Yeah, that's why they have different names. I agree. Dude, I didn't realize this until we went there last week. We didn't talk about it, but nothing opens in Elkhart Lake until like 10 o'clock. Yeah, we got we landed and went to go eat, and I was like, okay, there's a bunch of places over here in like the little downtown area, and I got over there. Like, okay, there's one place open, and every NASCAR team that got off the plane yeah, was there. Was there. It's the off the rail or whatever it is, which it's is good. good. I've been there before. What was shocking to me is in Peachtree City. I don't know if you know this, but they have over eighty miles worth of gol- uh, golf cart trails and bridges. Oh, I, I've stayed over there, I think. Did y'all stay in that one hotel that's like an apartment complex type place? No, we stayed in Hilton. <laughs> you were there that it, this was when the COVID like cancellation happened. Were you at that hotel with us? No, I was still in Mooresville. We were getting ready to drive down that morning. Dude, that place was like a damn. Are you talking uh, community? The Crown Plaza? I don't know. You like go in like through these three, trees, three different buildings. Yes, and like yeah. the lobby's like in the very, very back. It's pretty yeah. hard to find. We stayed there uh, spring. This, the spring. This race. spring. Yeah, but after cool the Xfinity race, uh, I was jonesing for some food. 
It's like 8.45. So I had to drive back, excuse me, to the hotel. And I was driving back. It's 9.03. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm jonesing for some Panda Express. I get to the door. They're putting the chairs up on the table. Mm. Not a good sign. I didn't even attempt to open the door. What time was it? 9.03. <laughs> you know what time they closed? Nine. Nine o'clock. Damn. You want to know what's really sad? What? Me. No. <laughs> Dude, I hate, I feel like the Southeast is like that. It's like even gas stations around here. I went to the gas station before you came here. I've become a big late night gas station run guy. It's real bad. But this What'd one here, this one here closes at 10 o'clock. And I'm like, y'all aren't open until at least midnight. But like, I was like, you know, Saturday night in Peachtree City. Food places have to be open till 10 o'clock. Yeah, on a Saturday on night? A Saturday. Yeah, that's kind of so crazy. So then I had to walk my fat ass down to five guys and get me a... And then the worst thing is, is when you have your mind set on a food and you can like taste it and then you have to get something else and it's you just don't even want it. Yeah. But you know you have to eat it. That's where I was at with the five guys. So I destroyed a whole cheeseburger. And a bag of fries. Quarter bag of fries. Quarter bag. I was so disgusted. Quarter I bag. I threw the rest of them away and went to bed. Mm. Panda Express logo would be a cool pit sign. I've been big on pit signs lately. But that's a great segue, by the way. I It will be like the logo. Imagine being like sponsored by Panda Express and you have like the panda logo with the fluorescent orange around it. So what are you getting for a pit sign? I don't know. I want to get something off the Big Les show or Hank Hill holding a stop sign. So... Or an album cover, but I just don't know which album cover I would What's get. What's the coolest pit sign you have seen across? No one really has a cool pit sign. They're all the same. They're all like, oh, it's my logo. This is the number. No, there's a couple out there. Timmy Hill had Timmy from that was always, South Park. That was always a classic. I don't know if you, if anyone's seen it, but he's just got Timmy in his wheelchair yeah. as his pit sign. No aerial sign, but just pit sign. Yeah. How... So for I've worked for teams that demanded that you put up a, the aerial sign. I've worked with teams who are like, yeah, it doesn't really matter. And then teams that are like, yeah, we don't even have one. It We're, helps. It helps. It doesn't? It. I mean, it. it's all situational, if that's a word. Situational, uh, yes, is a word. It's, it's, it came off the tongue weird. Uh, but it depends on who you're around. Like, if I'm around big teams – and they have, like, their really big, flashy signs, I don't look for mine. I look for theirs because I can see theirs really easily. So if you're pitted between a BJ McLeod car and a Harmon car, you probably want your sign. Yeah, then I can see mine, and I can, like, I know, okay, that's my stall there. But if I'm like, okay, I'm one past the 10-car stall, I know where theirs is immediately. The funny thing to me, though, is, like, everyone will extend their sign as far as it goes. Therefore, they're all in a straight line, and it kind of defeats the purpose of the aerial sign. Well, not really, because you're not coming down pit road in line with the signs. I mean, you're... I mean, when I stand out in the pit box and I look up and I look straight down, all of them are in a straight line. Yeah, but that's from where you're sitting. I mean, if you got to think about where the driver's sitting at the edge of pit road, it's at an angle, so you, like, can see down it. I guess. I look for... I like spot... Like I said, if I'm around a big team, I look for... Their aerial signs, it's usually a lot bigger and a lot more pronounced. And then I'll, like, find the little blue you and green like, arrow. Do you walk your pit box or walk pit road to take a mental note of, like, if it's situationally where you are? If it's near where I walk to the stage, yeah. If it's not, no. <laughs> I 
Like, if it's near where I'm walking to the stage, like, I'll, like, go walk to the pit box, see what the tape looks like, walk down a few stalls, see what it's going to look like. Oh, another thing, you don't even, like, you don't even interact with your pit crew. I know, I need to do that more. You really need to do that because then they might actually care if they get your wheels tight. Yeah. If you have a personal connection. Yeah. Like, when I worked for the ARCA team, uh, because this was just one of the most fun years I've had, like, we would give the driver tons of crap and stuff if he didn't get in the pit box right. He would give us junk, you know, just a good ribbon. Yeah, but I always feel like some of those guys don't want to be there. (laughs) I get that. (laughs) Some of them don't. Oh. I mean, that's certain. I mean, that's not just my pit crew. I feel like a lot of people are like that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I definitely pit road with the signs and everything's pretty big. Like I said, I don't know what I'm gonna get. I might get Sasmite from Big Les Show. Nice, Mike Nolan. Mike Nolan. He was a lollipop man. Cash in Cash hand. hand. Uh. If you don't know what we're talking about, we've said it before. Got to go watch the Big Les show, and you'll get a lot more references from here. Uh, yeah, I don't know. If I can find a full Mike Nolan with a stop sign, I get him. TDS does them for like two hundred bucks. Like they'll make the sign, put the graphics on for you. You just got to put your little hood pin plates on there so you can stick the bolt through. I don't know. I want a custom pit sign, though, because no one really has a cool one. Like, no one ever, it's like, oh, it's my logo. Oh, it's my number. The two that I've seen that are cool to me, Timmy Hill with Timmy from South Park, and then Sam Hunt for the longest time had Prison Mike from The Office. Yeah, that was a good one. Those are really the only two that I found. The Nice guys have cool ones, too. See, I haven't really looked. Like, Carson Hosevar has Gumby. I have seen that one. Uh, One of the most bizarre ones that I've seen... Once again, going back to Arca, when I pitted for um, Ken Schrader's team, mm-hmm. Brett Holmes raced one race, and his was a pink cupcake. I guess it's easy to spot. I mean, I don't know if there's an inside joke that I just got to be. Because it was. You know, it would be a sick one. Like, you know, in Days of Thunder, where John C. Riley's out there holding the sign. Just get him. Just get him holding the sign like that, but then put pr- my number on it. That's just. That's pretty large. That would be a massive. You have massive. It had to take a big old. You couldn't get the sponsor to wave the pit sign. It had to be no. a big person doing it. Yeah. Spud. Had, Spud would have to come. Have to the get. Box. Have to get Wayne the Third out there. Oh man, your crew chief on the radio is a peach. Wayne gets hot. Yeah, he listening to him with those guys trying to get the lug nuts tight was. If there was a good radioactive, that was probably a good one. Yeah. Almost just it's. It is what it is. Sorry to keep bringing it up. Yeah, no, I've, yeah. I mean, I even feel bad, like, kind of ragging on them, but, but it, it sucked. Listen, these guys don't have jobs outside of that. They practice two to three oh, days. Man, we've, we've struck a core with Matt at this point. No, he, I'm, I'm on your side. Well, this is saying, me from coming from your side. This feels like it's going back to when you and that one pit crew guy had beef. <laughs> no, we're good now. Okay. We're good now. He actually changes... We're a really good cup card, and we talk probably every week. Um, but I'm just saying, like, they, they, most of these guys, 90% of them don't. That is their job. Yeah. And, like, you're not helping yourself out if you do that. No, yeah. Like, they practice two to three days a week, sometimes four. 
Like I, that was me at one point. I was practicing yeah. two to three days a week, hanging tires, not necessarily doing gas, but that's what I do now. But it, you got to commit. If you just if you can't get it done, smacking hubs, banging the back plate. <laughs> yeah, that's like I figured y'all had some goofy ass term. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. There's there are quite a lot quite a lot of feelings that I love to experience in this world. One that's in the top three is just throwing an absolute Hiroshima nuke bomb <laughs> and just studding a just tire. Studding. I will say. I've done it in like I'm not fast at it, but I'd like try to hang tires or I'm in the shop or whatever. Yeah. Like in the proper form. And when you do hit one right, it's like that is kind of nice. It, it, it's a nice <laughs> fluid motion. Just like the best though is when there's no lug nuts on it, right? Mm-hmm. You can just you just throw that thing on there and just take your hands off right away and that thing will just bounce on and bounce off. <laughs> and it's just another feeling that is serendipitous one of the best feelings in the world is when you just have one of the most banger pit stops like as a team yeah like four like four good hangs get that thing full of gas give a little tap on the way out come on yeah now Sawyer used to always talk about he's like dude there's this one clip of Tony Stewart in the 20 car and the front changers like grabbed on the A post, like pulled him out of the box, like it's the sickest thing in the world. And I'm like, damn, pick pit crew stuff, pit crew guy stuff. So, man, we're getting a lot of ARCA talking today, but I have videos on my phone, and I'll show you one later. I was a rear tire carrier when back. This was back when they still did six man stops. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of dating myself. I would hang the rear tire, and I would push the car out of the box every single time. Mm-hmm. And I'd get there's a there's a clip of me like. We just, we had a, what I thought at that time was a really good pit stop. 18 seconds. <laughs> it was probably like a 14 second six man pit stop. And I gave it just like this big old, like, yeah, <laughs> like just the aggressive point out of the box. And the, eventually like, they're all like, you got to stop doing that. Cause you're going to like slip in the gas. Yeah. Which I don't really care. Slip in the gas. Yeah. Danger is all part of the game. That's why we do it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, silly season has come early this year. I feel like it comes earlier. This might be the silliest of seasons. <laughs> this is the earliest I've seen silly season talk happen. It's not even for this year. No, yeah. Uh, a lot of weird stuff has happened in the last couple of days. Tyler Reddick just, like, dropping in on a Zoom call, but then being in the same room as Denny Hamlin. That was kind of a sick way to announce it, yeah. too, by the way. He's just like, oh, sorry, you must have the wrong media availability. And then he's like, no, he doesn't. Well, actually. <laughs> Fun fact, you should bring it up. Actually, we'd like to announce. That's a good That's a good hire, though. Yeah, for sure. He's one of the top prospects, for sure. I think as soon as they didn't extend his contract, like they were like, okay, let's get this. Well, all they did was pick up an option. Yeah, they picked up the option, but didn't. Like I'm saying, yeah. all, since they only picked up the option, didn't extend. That uh, that's what happens. But uh, so do you think Kurt's gone? You think I don't know. I'd like to see him do a three car team, but I could see Kurt being gone. Do you see that freaking concept that it was like the three G forty five? It's white with black numbers and a gold outline. It was it was good. That's right, dude. I I don't know why people more people don't do that. 
the, the white memes, car with black numbers. The memes though that came out from that, amazing. Yeah, it's been great memes. I mean, and then the the Pillow announcement to add on top for even like even being worse. Honestly, like so that for me as a P- PR marketing person, that's one of my worst nightmares. Just putting out the complete wrong information. No, like um, there was probably some miscommunication up and down the line. But what I, from what I've heard from industry people is once Chip heard that there was some talks between Polo and McLaren, he hates Zach Brown. Like Chip does not like Zach Brown. Yeah. So to stick it to McLaren, he's like, we're picking up that option. You are going to have to buy me out of his contract because that's going to fund the 10 car for next year. That's kind of what it seemed like was going on. It seemed like the McLaren things was in the works, and Chip was like, no, it's not. <laughs> it's like, you're it's, saying it here, might be buddy. In the works. But as a PR person, it is pretty normal to make up quotes. I do it all. Yeah. I've done it countless times. I've had a bunch of people ask me, like, do you, like, is this quote good for you? Like, and sometimes they're like, do you just want me to write one? And I'm like, yeah, sure, I guess. Nine, I, I would say, say from, from my perspective, 90% of the quotes that are in, like, press releases and stuff. Lo- low-key a flaw in the system. Like, we right. really should not be, like, letting other people put words in our mouth like that. But it happens all the time. Yeah. I would say 90% of my press releases I write up by myself. And I'm, in essence, talking to myself. Because I'm... What would this person say? What would this person say? And I just kind of write it. Yeah. But uh, we've I've had instances where we've put out press releases and then like a minute later it's like we gotta take that thing down. But ch- kudos to Chip, he's just like let it ride. PR people should low key just start putting in wacky quotes just to get drivers to actually start talking. That would be awesome. That would I mean that would be the way to do it. I mean, just like dude, like don't don't say that I said that. <laughs> like here's an actual quote. I mean, there's a lot of ramifications to that, but we're trying to be as yeah. So straight line as possible. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, I feel like even as a driver trying to give a quote for a press release, it's like, okay, it's the exact same thing I say every time. And it just gets redundant. Yeah. Because especially it being your words. I think like, press releases these days are useless. I wouldn't say useless. They're, I mean, it's good to get your the, the information and, like, some of the stuff. I mean, a Twitter post can only be so long unless you use the Notes app. But... <laughs> I hate when people do that. Yeah. <laughs> it's so bush league. But like I don't know. You there's still there's still a use for them. Like you can see like if you put extra pictures of like if you're announcing a sponsor, like okay, like we got extra pictures of the car. Yeah, but you could just do an Instagram reel and get five to ten times more views of your But that's scheme. also it's either A gonna take someone a lot longer time to do or B cost money to do. So a press to release is post to social media to make a video. Oh, you said post a reels. Oh, I mean, if you're going to try to do a, a reel and do it right, like for some announcement for a big sponsor and you want it to look professional, it's a lot cheaper to have a press release look professional versus a video look professional. Right. But you're only sending it to 200 media members ish. Yeah. And our honestly, mailing list is like 200. I mean, I will say that a good, like, video for something like that is better. 
But it's always going to be followed up with like some kind of press release too at the same time. Yes and no. In my opinion, I mean, it's just gonna, like you won't have the the pictures and everything else like that in the press release, but you'll have your words like. Oh, the same words. I am so happy for X you'll company ha- to have come the, on. You'll have the the made up quote by a PR person. You know, like we are really expecting to run it, really good at X racetrack. We've had good luck there in the past. Yeah, we've. Uh, I'm really excited to have we've come all full of, circle on this topic. I'm really excited to have all of my partners X, Y, and Z on the car. We're hoping for a great outcome. Yeah, but I mean, like the the a nice high quality video is nice to do. But it, what I'm the, saying it costs is more money, takes more time. I use the same template for 65 to 70% of my press I releases. I do. The, the one that didn't was the RCR one that came out. That was like, awesome. I love that. This, Tell us how you really feel, Richard. This, this could not have happened at a worse time. <laughs> the only thing that I think of is the, we're, gonna, we're just going to do a mental meme here. The Joe Exotic is right after the, uh, the lady got her arm bit off. The meme where he's like, I'm never gonna financially yeah. recover from now, this. I, it makes you wonder, like, like why why was it such a bad time? <laughs> like, I wonder what they were working on. They might have been like, well, a I'm sure, or something. I'm sure they're pitching their the partners that are already on his car. Yeah, to, to extend to extend, and they're like, well, we have we have Tyler, and now they don't. But I mean, if they're saying we have Tyler for 24 and 23, but no, I'm saying if they were planning on having him for 24 and they're pitching sponsors for him to be there in 24, they, they really the ball. They really can't because they did not have him for 24. They just kind of expected him to stay. Yeah, and you can't just expect someone to do that if something else comes up and they have the available like and they're available to do it. Like, who do you think replaces him? I don't know. There's a long list of people that could. Give me your top five candidates, and I'll give you five. Uh, number one, Bailey Curry. Nice, good Will job. be the best candidate for that car, in my opinion. Why? Because of BF- awesome. BFC. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's probably like Gregson. I'm trying to think of people in the Chevy pipeline, like probably like Gregson or... I don't even know who else. I mean, maybe some of the guys in the RCR lineup. Uh... Who else? Who else? Who else? I saw some other, like, you see all these fake paint schemes of, like, people's current sponsors in other series. Uh, who else in Chevrolets could really go do it, though? So you're you're just staying in the Chevy camp? Yeah, I mean, I guess I guess someone could come over, but, I mean, maybe Zane Smith, but I feel like Ford's no, not Ford's going Ford's to let, let him go. Uh, who else in Xfinity? All right. Do you want to think about it? So, because I already have like a list of five. Yeah, go ahead. Obviously, I think Gregson's probably number one on our list. Uh, that's not an issue, money wise. Brandon Jones has been at RCR before. Had a supposed cup right at RCR, just never panned out. Got that ream money. Uh, who else? Probably Austin Hill. That's just a logical choice because he's already within the system, somewhat funded. Outside shot for Sheldon Creed, I just don't think he's ready yet for 24 because he's been rushed up relatively fast. At 24, he's still got another year to develop in the Xfinity Series as well. Yeah. That's the one thing that makes that deters me from Gregson, too. He could probably go cup racing I next think year. An out, real, real out-of-left-field candidate would be like Allgaier coming back to the Cup Series with Brandt. 
I don't know. They got such a good thing going in Xfinity right now. I feel like they wouldn't really want to mess the only, that up. The only thing that he would leave the Xfinity series for would be a competitive cup car. I mean, maybe. I don't know. I'm trying to think of other guys that are around. I mean, you got your Riley Herbst. Yeah, but he's not He's not going to go there. I don't think. I don't think. Because Almondinger's not going back cup racing. Oh, no, not full-time. Like, he'll continue to do his little, like, hit him with Collig in the 16 Xfinity car and do a part-time. exactly what he wants. It's perfect. I mean, honestly, I don't blame him. Like, that's a great gig. Like, it's perfect. And he gets to run, a, like, he gets to run the road courses in a cup car. Like, hell yeah. Yeah, sign me up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I really don't see anybody from the truck series jumping. There's nobody really within the Chevy camp down there that has the funding. Yeah. It'd be wild to see, like, Grant and Finger get a cup start. It'd be cool. Who's, I mean, no one really. He's got no one really there. I don't, I don't know who you get. I mean, who's to say? After Dark Podcast. Yeah. Uh, wow. It's who's real to electric. Say, who's to say that some other cup guy doesn't come over there, though? Right. I mean, I could see like a Stenhouse, but yeah, Stenhouse. Uh, the wild. You want to hear the wild theory? Yeah, let's hear it. That's this is how JRM gets into Cup. They partner with RCR to fill the eight car with Josh Berry. Mm, I don't think it'd be Josh Berry. I don't think it would be either. It'd probably be like Sam Mayer at that point. I don't know who would be. It could be anybody. It could be you, listener. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it could be you. I don't know. It's a it's a weird thing. I just don't know who Chevrolet really has coming up. The thing with Gregson is like, then it'd be what two Bass Pro Shop cars in the same stable. <laughs> yeah, it'd be F one. It'd be awesome. It would be kind of cool actually. They just ran like opposite color cars. Yeah. Speaking of F one, the most random pairing of people were at Hickory. Oh yeah, that Daniel Kvyat and Rayum Brothers is racing. It, that he races F one. Used to. Okay. He's kind of blackballed because he's Russian. Oh. They don't really, not the best conditions, but he has stated that he wants to make a run at NASCAR. As everybody does. As, you know, everyone. But what a what a combination. Yeah. Like, when I think of premier no, I rides. I was like, I was like who I, I I don't really I don't pay attention to F one so I didn't know who it was but it said that it was an F one driver. He used to race for Toro Toro Rosso, which was the junior team to the Red Bull team. Right, and he raced for Red Bull. Hmm. Don't think he's ever won. I think he's had some points finishes, maybe one or two podiums. Really? Yeah, yeah. like Red Bull, I'm sure. Yeah. So he was there like when Red Bull was good, not like before. He was there when Red Bull was getting good. Getting good. Okay. He was teammates to Max. Really? Yeah. Oh. But he was, he's kind of known as like an aggressive driver. Fits Red Bull. Yeah. So, it'd be interesting to see what happens there. I don't know. That's kind of, if he's an aggressive F1 driver, dude. Sometimes I would love when, to see that guy in the truck series. Sometimes when these open wheel, like F1, or not, no one from F1, really. I guess even, yeah, when Juan Pablo came over, he was pretty damn aggressive. But Yeah. Scott Speed. Yeah, like when those guys come over. <laughs> Scott like, Speed in the Arca series. Cares. Ricky Stenhouse. Who cares? It's Arca. <laughs> Who uh, cares? It's Arca. Any of those open wheel guys when they come over, they're like, "We got fenders now. We're using them." Yeah. So, I mean, we'll see another F one driver later this year. 
Yeah, but he's a more mature F1 driver and kind of has respect. Yeah. Kimmy, I mean, he, he's already raced in NASCAR, so. Yeah, he has. Twice. Forgot about that. At the Glen, no less. The Glen's going to be, cool. be cool with that new car, I think. I think they'll be flying through the S's. Oh, yeah. Like, I think it's going to pull a left front. No, no, they're way too low to the ground to pull tires. And it's just too fast. I think all the downforce in those cars now going that fast to the S's. I'm excited for that, actually. Kind of excited for New Hampshire. Never really got to run New Hampshire. It's coming up. We got our car that I ran a lot last year, and we kind of got away from what we had with it last year, and we put it all back. So hopefully we're solid. Um and you guys are fighting the race within the race within the race, trying to get back into the into the bonus money. Correct. And it's a it's a tight little battle down there. But what I didn't even know is if there's a cup driver in the field, you jump one. They don't count. Right, because they're ineligible. Even in owner points? Yeah. So if we were in 31st and Tyler Reddick races, then we're technically 30th and we're getting the bonus money. So that you kind of you you're sitting on the line right now. Yeah, we've I mean we've. Been so when it. Ty Dillon runs the big machine forty eight this weekend, you're technically yes in the bonus. Yeah, I didn't know that till like the other day. See, our listeners are just learning. I I didn't know that either. It's tight. I, I mean, know, it, I, don't, I don't like how close we should not be down there. The fact that like in driver points, we're twenty first. We're a fair amount away from. 20th, which is where the, the points money starts. But so, considering the year we've had, if we just didn't have like the weird stuff go on, we'd be like probably 18th. We'd like, we'd be probably better than 18th. So from, from let's see, from 27th to 32nd, mm-hmm. 16 points. Yeah. No, it's a definitely tight back there right now. And so it's, it's a crazy little battle back there so it's a there's something you want to look for in the race and it's not out front look to see where all these cars are running the 35 the 5 the 91 the 4 the 66 and possibly the 45 mm-hmm. thanks I, for that expert analysis yeah no it's a it's definitely i mean it's like seven thousand or depends on where you finish i didn't know this either until this year but if you're in the top 30, like, your your TV bonus money goes up as you finish higher. So, if you finish 14th, instead of it being $7,000, it's $11,000 extra. Of which you see how much? Uh, I don't really know how much it breaks down. I get a little bit. Enough? Yeah. I mean, it, it's incentives, baby. I mean, this is, this is your first contract, right? Yeah. As a driver, this yeah. is the first time you... Technically, are getting paid to drive. Yeah, unlike before. I mean, I was last year, to a certain extent. Yeah, I mean, there was no contract, so right. But this is hard. Yeah, paper. Yeah, <laughs> black and white. Yeah, in ink, son. Yeah. Is there anything that you like to do up in New Hampshire that you just can't do anywhere else? No, <laughs> I haven't really been there that much to know. And the way the schedules are, man, like. That's the one thing I know you don't like the cup schedules being there for so long, but I miss that about cup racing. You could experience whatever place you were at, no matter where it was, you could usually find something to do that was fun. Well, we still are there three days. 
No, I know. That's what I'm saying. You guys are only there two days. With Xfinity, like, we'll fly out Friday, be there all day. No one will want to do anything after we're done. Then fly home after. And then we're flying home immediately after. Whereas, like, dude, sometimes the cup schedule, when they have, like, practice Friday and you only qualify Saturday. Such a waste of time. It's fun, though. Like, Atlanta specifically was Tech Friday and race on Sunday. Because we didn't qualify. Yeah, you don't do anything Saturday, did you? No, we didn't. Well, we, no, I take that back. We showed up and we sat in the garage for three hours. And well, three and a half hours. Waited for them to call qualifying. Waiting for them to call qualifying. And then they all the guys who don't pit went back to the hotel and took naps. Yeah, that's funny. I think this week is, it's not more of the same. I think Friday is tech. Saturday is the 15-15 deal like the split practice split practice deal. split qualifying yeah we we do ours on on friday which is kind of weird do they have lights at new hampshire i don't think so why don't we race there at night it'd be cool put lights up just put them up put talk, them up everywhere talk to marcus we should race at night everywhere everywhere especially in the summertime yeah because i'm sure the the ratings will do so much better friday night than saturday afternoon Saturday night. Okay. Put them on Saturday night. And you're going to go head-to-head with SRX. Oh, jeez. I'm, ter- oh. I'm, I'm terrified of that. Dude, no, but I'm just saying you're, you're splitting your audience. Are you? Yes. I haven't watched one SRX race this year, and I'm a pretty big racing guy. I don't know what to tell you. They, they draw about a million viewers a weekend. Do they really? Yeah. I don't know. I feel like the hype isn't there like it was last year. For well, I think it's all it is this year is the IndyCar guys driving in over their heads because this is the first time they're racing with fenders. Yeah, and causing a bunch the of the one commotion. I will watch, and hopefully we get back in time is the Federated Auto Parts Speedway. So that's this running. weekend. Oh, I'm pumped for that one. That one's gonna be that one's gonna be silly. Yeah. So this weekend, uh. Because we're going to Lime Rock, I guess there's not a lot of hotels around. Mm-hmm. We had to book an Airbnb. That's cool. And I looked through the pictures, and I'm a big TV guy. I like to watch TV. I think there's one communal TV in this whole house. Really? What's um, I don't understand. What's what's the cost difference on an Airbnb? I, I'd almost rather get Airbnbs and party with the team than. You want you want to just chill with Spud. Yeah, me and Spud. I'll bring the Xbox, and me and <laughs> Spud will play Madden. Skate 3. Skate 3. <laughs> what the hell is this? <laughs> Turn this wild. shit off. <laughs> Back in my day, yeah. we had Pong. We played Pong and Frogger. No, I, mean, I, I like the Airbnb idea. Why don't you, why don't you be more pro- proactive about it? Because we could probably get hotels for way cheaper. Yeah, exactly. But I mean... If you searched around, I feel like you could find a decent Airbnb. Yeah, our our Airbnb is like 20 minutes from the racetrack. What are we talking? How much does this thing cost? I have no idea. I don't pay the bills. Versus like a hotel. Because if you can fit nine people in a B&B. A what? A bed and breakfast? A B&B. I mean, what, is that not what it is? Uh, Airbnb. It's air. It's it's what it is. Okay. Like, you think they just came up with that out of nothing? Probably. If you can get an Airbnb for nine people for three well, quarters I, you, of what it costs for nine people's hotel rooms. you got to think a nine-bedroom. Are you going to 
Because normally these no, things. No, because Airbnbs, they pack them in like sardines. You'll have like four sets of bunk beds in there. But I'm down for that. <laughs> I'm sure the old heads on your team. The old heads it. would not be pumped. But like they can get like the nice rooms. They'll put all the youngins. Oh, pack them deep. Yeah, just put them. Just and put then them people in sleeping on couches and stuff. Yeah, that's what's, I don't know, I, I am younger, and, like, that's what me and my friends do when we, like, go on trips or right, whatever. but you are also younger. Yeah. I would like a bedroom to myself. Kind of prima donna-ish, but okay. I mean, what what are you, what are you doing in there? It's just nice to be alone. That sounds sad. <laughs> trying to be with my dogs. <laughs> I was with my dog earlier. I'm trying to hang with the homies. I was with last week's podcast guest. I'm trying to be like, uh, you know, when you're in seventh grade and somebody like makes some wacky noise and then y'all keep laughing from it. <laughs> At two o'clock in the morning. At two probably. o'clock in the morning. Yeah. It's like, boom, and everybody just starts laughing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's exactly what it sounds thing, like. That thing goes on forever. And you just can't stop laughing. I'm trying to do that with the homies. My racing homies. Dude, sometimes every week, every week you're gonna do that at two o'clock in the morning. Not every week, but like sometimes I saw. Oh, so when you when you travel on the weekends, do you not get your own room? I do, which is lucky nice. I've been getting my own room this year, which is kind of nice. But at the same time, it's like, okay, what am I doing? I'm just gonna chill in here, order wings, eat by myself, go to bed, go to bed. What What about that sounds terrible? It doesn't sound terrible, but I'd rather be hanging with my friends. Playing PlayStation or like so watching like, TV or watching the truck race and like making fun of people with the, my friends. So I unfortunately have a roommate every weekend. Mm-hmm. And our weekend schedule is usually like Friday night we watch either the truck race or diners, drive-ins, and dives. Triple D. We're triple The D. guy with the hair. Yes. Yeah. Guy. His name is Guy. Not that's Tim. This guy Tim was an engine tuner. And he'd always say, like, because he'd always room with Jimmy. And he'd be like, Jimmy's going to take me to eat. Then we're going back to the hotel to watch the guy with the hair. <laughs> and then Saturday night, we usually watch SRX. And then reruns of diners, drive-ins, and dives. See, I'm more of a South Park. Whatever's oh, on Comedy Central guy. My roommate, the first time I roomed with him, you know, it's late. It's like 11, 12 o'clock. And he goes, oh, man, I love South Park. It's what I turn on every night to go to bed. Turns it on, right, within three minutes. Dude, sometimes, like, shows. Sometimes. Sometimes those shows you really like, (laughs) they're the ones that put you to sleep the fastest. Because, you mean, if you've watched enough of it, like, more likely than not, you've seen this episode of South Park. So, like, you'll, like, laugh along to it for two minutes and then roll over, fall asleep, like, no problem. It's like certain movies that I watch. Yeah, give me one. Uh, what did I watch last night that put me to see? Oh, Big Lebowski. I didn't even get through the uh, Sam Elliott monologue in the beginning. I was I was asleep before that was over. Nice. I had a friend like that. It was gone in 60 seconds, and the words were scrolling across the screen, and he was out. Dude, I, well, I, mean, I, say, what, like, I like the Big Lebowski enough that if I happen to stay up, I'll, enjoy, I'll enjoy watching it. But more likely than not, I will be asleep so quick. I'm about ready to fall asleep right now. I know. It's because you came over here literally at midnight to record this podcast. Okay, not midnight. I came over at 10 o'clock. But, yeah. I'm thinking of Airbnbs with the fellas. 
and like on your dime? No, team dime. <laughs> if it makes if it makes financial sense, then yeah. I I remember there was one year at Dover the the front row guys got an Airbnb and they had a pool, and they were all out there getting drunk doing cannonball contests and it looked like a good time. Why don't you go work at front row then? I don't want to. <laughs> But well, I, I wouldn't mind if my team got an Airbnb so like, in the pool. Say like Vegas, would you would you do an Airbnb? No, because Airbnb like you don't need an Airbnb in Las Vegas. Okay, you well, got a pool already. That's nice. Where I'm just trying to think of a place that would have like a sick place for an Airbnb. Bristol. Bristol would be kind of cool if you could find one like in the mountains. Yeah. Uh, Bristol, Martinsville, any of those places in the mountains would be cool. Martinsville, I guarantee you, will not have any Airbnbs. Maybe. We, no if they have one in Bristol, they'd have one in Martinsville. Bristol is a little bit bigger. It's in two states. Airbnb in Austin, Texas will be sick. It'd be dumb expensive, though. Yeah. Because I actually have looked into them before. Because I was going to, like, like, just give me my hotel budget and I'll get an Airbnb. And but then you realize that a hotel is a lot No, because I was going to get an Airbnb with one of my friends and... Austin. Ah, how'd that work out for you? I stayed at the hotel. Oh, cool. But the good thing was I, we stayed at the hotel uh, at the Domain, which some of my friends live by there anyway. Cool. It is cool. You have cool friends. Oh, yeah. We'll get, I'm gonna get, I swear I'm going to get one of my I'm Texas a, friends. I'm a, I'm a, I swear I'm going to get one of my Texas friends on here one of these days. They keep, like, when I very first moved out here, like, oh, we'll have to come out there and, and hang out. Now it's five years ago. No one's ever been out here. Same thing with me. I give them guff about it all the time. Been out here for like seven years now. They never come out here. It's not that bad out here. It's kind of fun actually, especially out here. I don't know about Link Link Lincoln Logs out here wherever you're staying. Yeah, way to dox me, Link. I didn't say. I said Lincoln Logs. Yeah, they can. They can probably figure that one out. Maybe we should just do a whole episode where I dox myself and we'll say just, everything. We'll just do the ultimate dox episode. <laughs> I mean, if, if frankly, if you haven't figured it out by now, I'm not going to give you any help. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've literally said the apartment complex I live at on this show. And then yeah. also admitted that I don't ever lock my doors. That is true. <laughs> so you always uh, are better off than I am in that, on that, in that regard. People love, you know, being anonymous. You love being anonymous. I know. It's nice. Even though I tag you on Twitter, and I'm sure it says what you do in your Twitter bio, too. It does not. It doesn't? No. I don't have a Twitter bio. Ooh. Mysterious. Mysterious guy over here. You never know what he's doing. Yeah. It says I joined in 2011. <laughs> what happens if you go to your likes, though? Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty much... It's not hard to figure out. Yeah. Uh... But yeah, you said you, none of your friends ever come down here either. No, I don't see why not. It's kind of fun out here, like I said, especially over here in the in the six edge six exit range I live in. There's actually a fair amount of stuff to do. There is, and trust me, I never leave these six exits. If I'm going to do anything, what's the farthest it. exit you go down the John? Twenty eight, right by Gibbs. Seeds. <laughs> That's as far south as I'm going. And as far north as I'm going, it's Big Al's. And I never go there. I've been there once. Big Al's is only like, that's not that far from here. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. I've been there once. Good I, wings. 
I've only been there once too, and it was to see Jimmy Fallon's band, not the TV personality, but the gas man. Yeah. Slash, he is a good singer and guitar player. Hell of a guitar player. He's always play guitar at lunch at Nice. But, well, I think it's gonna do it for the late night episode. You tired? Oh, I'm dumb tired. I'm talking nonsense because I'm delirious right now. Uh, but yeah, it's gonna be <laughs> it, dude. Just uh, like, subscribe, five star review. You know, shout out Nancy. She went to Bucky's. You know today. the drill. Yeah, shout out Nancy. I didn't ever respond. I feel bad. Sorry, Nancy. Congratulations on your first Bucky's trip. I think she's all moved into her new house. Good deal. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. I feel bad about that. That was terrible. But uh, yeah, this is going to be the end of the episode. Is it? We'll see you all next week. Bye. Eric Estep here. This episode is brought to you by Forney Industries. Get it done with green. Forney offers a full line of welding and plasma cutting machines, metalworking accessories, and more. For do-it-yourselfers all the way to professional metalworkers, Forney has everything you need for your next project. Shop Forney's top-of-the-line products at forneyind.com. That's Forney, F-O-R-N-E-Y, ind, I-N-D.com, or at an authorized Forney dealer near you.